Hello, welcome to Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church podcast, Faith in the Word. Here, Pastor Cecil Holloway is bringing you all the spiritual teachings within God's Word. We hope you enjoy. Please share with a friend. And like always, God bless you. Hey, Master Series, part three. Part three. So we're going to go to Ecclesiastes chapter five, verse three, part three. Now, we've been talking about learning how to become a paymaster in the kingdom of God. Different synonyms we can use for that word paymaster is a steward, a manager, okay, over the increase that God brings into our lives. We learned that uh, we don't serve money. We don't want money to be our master, all right? But we are the master over money. Money is our uh, servant. Uh, The currency of the world is money. The world is moved and motivated by money. The currency of the kingdom of God is faith. So we should be moved and motivated by faith. But we have access, everybody say access. We have access into two realms when you are born again. We have access into the spiritual realm and we have access in the natural realm. And so uh, God has given uh, man all the authority here in the earth realm. That's why we don't see God doing certain things. You know, people say, well, you know, if there is a God, then why don't he, you know, feed all the hungry people? God has given the authority to man. All right. And, you know, God is not like some of y'all. He keeps his word. All right. God doesn't meddle. He doesn't interrupt. So he has given all authority to man here on the earth. All right. The earth is the Lord but the authority has been given to man. So anything that now being manifested in the earth realm is predicated on man's will. God has nothing to do with it. Unless if you're born again and you learn from the word of God how to invite God in, to give him permission. See, God has all authority. You know where God rules and reigns at? It's in heaven. All right. The perfect will of God is manifest 24 seven in heaven. All right. There's no rebellion in heaven. There's no disobedience in heaven. All right. God is in charge of everything in heaven, but in earth, he is not in charge unless we invite him. Now, I know that kind of messes with your religious mind. Because your religious, unbelieving relatives told you for the year that God is in charge of everything. God is in control of everything. God is in control of everything. So you mean to tell me that that little girl who got raped by her uncle, God was in charge of that, in control of that? No, no, come on, come on. A lot of times the things with God, all you got to do is think, 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 all right? God is not in control of everything. God is only in control of what we invite him 
or allow him to be in control of. Okay? So this is how the thing works. Man is in control of everything here. Everything that's happening in, in the earth is predicated on man's will. All right? But, when you, but once we become born again, all right, and we have access to the spiritual realm, to the things of God, the kingdom of God, now we have the authority that we can invite anybody in into our lives, into our circumstances, into our situation. We can invite God in or you can invite Satan in. All right? But it, it would behoove you to invite God in. All right? Because when we invite God to come in, when we invite Jesus to come in, all right, then we can see the manifestation or experience the manifestation of the kingdom of God. So we have access in the realm of the spirit and in the natural realm. Now, in the natural realm, the, the world system in the natural realm is the currency is money. Money is a God to them. Jesus is not the God of the United States. Don't, don't believe that. This is not, this is not a Christian nation. They see, they, you see, they, you got lied to again. All right? It's not a Christian nation. All right? Money is the God of the United States. Now, there are some Christians that are in this nation, just like other nations. There are Christians that are in those nations because the Bible says that Satan is in charge or he is the prince of the air, of the world system. So every system in every nation on upon the earth is being ran by Lucifer, not by God. Why is that? Because man has invited him in through their unbelief, through their rituals, through their paganism worship. They have invited, man has invited more of the devil in than God. All right? And so the devil has confused the body of Christ through religion that we have no understanding or no inclination of how to invite God in. We go through our religious ways, all right? Not, not even acknowledging God, not even having a relationship with God. And so we're just like the world. There's no difference between being religious and being part of the world because we are moved by the same beat of the drum, all right? But when you get into faith, that's where they make separate the men from the boys. When you get into faith, now faith is acknowledging God and allowing God to come in and to become not only the savior, but the Lord of my life. Everybody like Jesus to be the savior. Save me from hell but they don't like Jesus to be Lord, all right? And so, but you know, and, you know, at the end of the day, all this stuff, when it wraps up, he's gonna be, he's gonna, you know, every knee gonna bow, every tongue gonna confess, whether you, whether you ain't doing it now, you're gonna do it one day, all right? But we, we need to do it now because of the love we have for him, we're born again, we born. So he said, every knee is gonna bow and every tongue gonna confess that Jesus, this is Pastor Cecil's translation, be the man. All right, so you don't want to do it now? 
keep on living. You're going to do it. All right. I don't know how I got off on that. Hey, Master. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Master. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Master. In the kingdom of God. No, now we're going to look at Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 3. Ecclesiastes, what does that mean? What's, what's that, what does that word mean? Ecclesiastes. It means the book of the preachers. That's what Ecclesiastes is. See, that's why you should come to church and should learn some stuff. Don't come to church and where, where he's at, where he's at. Oh, he's at who? All right, Ecclesiastes means the book of the preacher. The preacher. Okay? So Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 3. It says, for a dream comes through much activity, and a fool's voice is known by his many words. Let me give you another translation on that from the New King James. It says, a fool's voice is known by many words and no action. All right, a fool is a person who talks a lot, but there's no action behind it. All right, but look at this. A dream was coming by doing the Lord's business. So when we are doing God's business and being a paymaster is being about our father's business, a dream will come to us. You will have, we either have the, the dream from God himself or God will give you your own dream that will be manifested because you are doing the Lord's business. But you don't want to be a fool. A fool talks a lot, but they have no action before. You ever met people that just talk, 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 and they don't do that? That's all they did. As I say, they all talk, but no action. All right? And so we're in a paymaster. You, a paymaster, you don't want to be just a talker. Just talk all the time and you have no action. Why? Because faith without works is what? Dead. All right. But even though we start with confessing, all right, we speak, all right, but we back it up with our faith, with our corresponding action. So God empowers the paymaster. God empowers the paymaster. Not only God will empower the paymaster, but Satan will also target the paymaster. God will empower the paymaster. When we do the father's business, all right, when we're about our father's business, he will empower us. He will empower us through dreams. He will empower us through revelation, okay? But Satan will also uh, target the paymaster. Now, how does Satan targets the paymaster? Romans 12 and 11. Not slothful in business. Now, we talk about a paymaster, we learn. Once we learn how to become a paymaster, we want to seek in the father's business what is our position or what are we supposed to do, okay? Finances from the kingdom of God uh, will not just come to you if you don't know what is your position in, father, in the Father's business. 
Okay, God is not just going to bring you. Yeah, you know, he he will confirm the word with signs and wonders, but he wants us to start maturing and learning that when these finances are coming in, what is my position? What am I supposed to do in the father's business? Remember, we, we looked at last week when Jesus was 12 years old and he said uh, his, his parents came back to get him. He said, woman, don't you know I'm supposed to be about my father's business? He learned that the Passover was the crucifixion. He was learning what was his position, what was his purpose in the father's business or the kingdom of God, all right? So you have to identify as becoming a paymaster, what is my position in the kingdom? Okay, these finances are coming into my life for what purpose? Not to hoard up, not to mismanage, not to showboat, whatever, but Lord, what is my position in your business for when these finances come, I would know, I would know how, or I would learn how to distribute. Because remember, paymaster, we are this is we are a distribution center. We are ready to distribute, but you have to know what is your position. So how God empowers the paymaster, Satan targets the paymaster too. And how does he do that? Not slothful in business. Satan would target the paymaster through laziness. Laziness in business. All right. Have you ever ran into some natural businesses and you could just see there was no excellence? I mean, you know, take, for example, a restaurant, okay? Even though they cook well, but, you know, you see cockroaches running all around the floor, all right? The chairs are dirty, all right? And all that kind of, that's, that's That's a lazy mindset in business. There's no excellence. You cannot have a uh, whatever type attitude or that's good enough, that would do. That is a laziness mindset. That's how the enemy would target you to stop you from becoming a paymaster in the kingdom of God. If you don't have a mindset of excellence, everything I do, I do unto the Lord with excellence. If you have that laziness, okay, the enemy is targeting you and he will stop you from becoming a paymaster in the kingdom of God. So he says, not slothful in business, but fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. So there's nothing, there's nothing so despicable than a lazy Christian, a lazy believer. That's a lazy Christian is an individual who really doesn't know who his father is. Because if you understand, you have to understand the nature of the father, God does not tolerate laziness. The book of Proverbs talks all about laziness, all right? Laziness is, you know, it talks about one incident that a lazy person, that instead of going out looking for a job, they come with uh, 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 a cohort that comes along with laziness is excuses. They say, I can't go out looking for no job because there's a line out there in the street. 
Yeah, Proverbs talks all about laziness. So the cohort that comes in with laziness is excuses. You can tell a lazy person who has a lot of excuses. All right? And so we cannot, that you're not realizing that the enemy is targeting you. Remember, the, <laughs> your enemy knows what is your potential. Your enemy knows what God has called you to do. All right? So the enemy will target you, and he will target you with laziness, and you have these excuses that, oh, I can't do this because for whatever reason. Why? Because you're lazy. All right? And I said, and like I said, get into Proverbs. You can go in Proverbs. Proverbs has several scriptures when it comes to uh, laziness. Well, you can be laziness when it comes to your healing. You can be lazy when it comes to your deliverance. If you have excuse, if you can find enough excuses, you will not enter into the will of God. To enter the will of God, you cannot be lazy. You cannot have excuses. I, I, I really. Uh, let me get a little soft. Okay. I, I do not have enough tolerance for things that need to be done in the kingdom. And I ask someone to do certain things and they come with excuses. That burns me up. Can I get a witness? Why is that? There's no laziness in the kingdom. There's no excuses. If we don't know how to do it, we're going to find out how to do it. With that kind of mindset, you, you, you're, not, you're, late, you're not being lazy. You say, hey, hey, Pastor, I don't know how to do it, but I'm going to find out. All right? And this, this minister over here, he's been experiencing. See, you got you to gotta separate the two. He, he's, he's been experiencing his walk with his pastor, not with his daddy. There's a difference. He's learning there's a different walk with his pastor versus his daddy. And when it comes to his pastor, I do not tolerate excuses in the kingdom of God. If we don't know how to do it, we're going to find out how to do it. Because if I hear a lot of excuses, a lot of putting off, you are lazy. You are slothful in the father's business. Okay. Right. So don't be lazy. Laziness doesn't please the father. Don't be lazy in accomplishing the father's business. Know that there is a multitude of business required for the accomplishment of the father's dream. There's a multitude of things that we, have, we, we, we can do or have to do to accomplish the father's dream. Go to Proverbs 22 and 29. Seest thou a man diligent in his business? Now, what is the acid test that, would, that you can go by to tell how you're going to operate in the kingdom of God? Is what you do in the natural. If you're lazy in the natural, 
you're going to be lazy in the things of God. If you are lazy when it comes to accomplishing certain things in your life, in your business, in whatever you have, then you're going to take that same mindset into the kingdom of God. Because over in Timothy, it talks about that you want to become an elder in the church. He says, uh, to paraphrase, he said, if you don't know how to manage your own household, how are you going to manage the household of God? So what you do in the natural is an acid test of what you're going to do in the spirit. If you're lazy in your finances, if you're lazy managing your money, if you're lazy in paying your expenses, guess what? If you get a position in the kingdom of God, you're going to bring that laziness into the kingdom and you're going to be lazy in managing God's finances, God's paying, God's bill. You know, God has bills that has to be paid in the kingdom. You're going to bring that same mindset into the kingdom of God. So we have to be diligent. He says, see thou a man diligent in his business. All right? Just like he was saying, you can't be, you can't be faithful over another man's stuff. God ain't going to make you ruler of your stuff. And me and my wife had to learn that when we was early in the ministry. We started our ministry and we have we were, we never submitted unto another ministry. And here we thinking we starting out on the ministry until the Lord said, shut everything down and go find someone to be faithful unto. Because we, we saw in the word, if we can't be faithful over another man's stuff, God is not going to make you ruler your stuff. So we shut our stuff our ministry down, found the ministry and came under and said, we did, we did not go to that ministry and we told them, well, this is a, what we know and all that. No, we submitted because we was being faithful over another man's stuff so God can make us rule. So when you're doing that, is that's not your time for you to start talking like a fool. Because you're doing all that talking, you ain't got no action backing up. All right? So you have to be faithful of another man's stuff. You have to come in and submit. All right? People coming to this ministry, uh, whoever God sends into the ministry, they don't come into this ministry to tell me how to do it. I got the Holy Ghost to tell me. You come into this ministry to submit, to be faithful. God wants to see your faithfulness. And faithfulness, submitting under faithfulness, is not submitting under faithfulness when everything going your way. The acid test of submitting under faithfulness is when you have to submit, it is not going your way. You're not being recognized. You're not getting the opportunity to preach. You're not doing that. And I'm going to remain faithful. Me and my wife have been on the ministry that we have submitted faith, and we didn't get to preach. They had one ministry we was under for, for seven years. They had big conferences every year we had. And I wasn't even, I wasn't even talking about the main speaker. I wasn't even the minor speaker. I wasn't the speaker at all. But we still submitted. We still was faithful. 
we still gave unto our man of God every time we would go to service. We, and I, I didn't get to minister because we was being faithful over another man's stuff. And now I make you ruler of your stuff. <laughs> Hallelujah. And because we've been faithful, we get to go to a past appreciation dinner and that's God rewarding us of our faithfulness. Oh, they don't want to work with me. This is how this stuff works, child of God. There's, there's, no, there's no mystical stuff. To, this is how this stuff works. You got to humble yourself and say, I'm going to do the work. If I want what God has for me, I'm going to have to humble myself and do it. So I cannot be lazy. See, is that a man diligent in his business? He should stand before king. Look at that. Southeast, stand before king. Whatever thought that Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church will be hooked up with Southeast Christian Church. Come on. And some, 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 uh, the thing that God has done for us in these last never years, we're like, wow. <laughs> really? It's all God. Because look, being diligent in his business, being diligent, not being lazy. All right? Not being lazy, being diligent to come to service Sunday and Thursday. Back in the day when we had none of that, when we had the little creaky uh, pew and didn't have no being faithful. When there was nobody here. <laughs> That's why you got to renew your mind. Because you I remember seed time and harvest when there was no... Here. There was no Thursday night crowd here. And still I would get up and teach the word like it was a Thursday night crowd. Why? We work in the word. And then God, look at it, he shall stand before king. This is not by coincidence. It's not because I got three degrees and I, I had three degrees. I wasn't standing before nobody. No, it's called working the word, seeing the manifestation of the word. This is why this has happened. When you work the word, and, and he shall not stand before, look at this, I love this part right here. He's going to cause you not, he's going to stand before not no mean men. See, we're standing before people that ain't mean. They love us. They're not mean. We have been in some ministry. They were mean. You know, that was me. I mean, we had a pastor that he was mean. He said, you're an uppity nigga, aren't you? That's mean. That was real. See, see, y'all don't know the stuff. Y'all just think we just, uh, Cecil and Stella, they just, they just playing church. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, we had a pastor that told we was out in dinner. And you know, he said, he, he said, you, 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 you're uppity nigga, aren't you? And my wife said, oh, <laughs> that's me. That's me. But because we are diligent, he'll put us in, in for look at this. He should not stand before mean men. Now we before me, men that are not mean. They just, 
They love Cecil and Stella. All right. And why do they love Cecil and Stella? Because Cecil and Stella is so attractive. Well, we, we're cute and all, but we, you know, that's not it. Cecil and Stella is so educated. Well, we got, got a few degrees and stuff, but that, that ain't it. Cecil and Stacy love Cecil and Stella because we work the word. That's how this thing works. It has nothing to do with anything natural. It's because we work the word. And we have to work the word according to God's way. And, and working the word, we can't, you can't be lazy. Don't be lazy in accomplishing the Father's business. Now go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 11. Are y'all okay? Paymaster. Uh, And that you study to be quiet. See? <laughs> yeah. Study. You know why you need, you, you, one of the purposes you need to study? To keep your mouth shut. Because your mouth gets you in trouble. So we should study <laughs> to be quiet. And not only to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. So be diligent. So this is being diligent in all the stages. All, all of this is part of the father's business. To be diligent in all the stages of the father's business. Study to be quiet, study to do your own business, and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. Now let's go to Romans 16, one and two. This is all being a paid master. <laughs> I commend unto you, Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church, which is at Shannara, that you receive her in the Lord as become of saints and that you assist her in whatsoever business she have need of you. For she has been a socorner or a helper of many and of myself. So the next step is to be ready to assist others in accomplishing the Father's business. Be ready to assist others in accomplishing the Father's business. We are all on the same team. So being a paymaster, I am ready to assist others. What does that mean? I am ready to distribute finances to someone else's position in the father's business to help them to accomplish the father's business. I'm ready to give to others. 
because they are about the fuck. Now you have to make sure this is the this is the uh, the uh, discernment. You have to make sure that they're doing the father's business. Because you remember when Jesus was preaching and they came to him and they said, "Hey Jesus, your mama's out here, your brother and your sister." Jesus said, "Who's my mother?" Who's my brother? Who's my sister? My sister. Only those who do the will of the Father. So don't distribute your finances to those who are not doing the will of the Father. Why is that? Because you're going to lose it. You're going to lose it. Why is that? You're putting seed in bad soil. Whatever the condition, remember, the so and so of the word. There's nothing wrong with the seed. It is the conditioning of the ground that the seed is planted into. So if the condition of the ground is messed up, it's going to mess your seed up. So Jesus said, who's my father? Who's my mother? Who's my brother? Only those who do the will of my father. Only, who, only those who are doing the father's business who I'm going to distribute seed into. Now, when you get here, this is when you got to kick out or kick away emotional giving. Because a lot of y'all, a lot of Christians, they, got, they, they are emotional givers. They'll give the people who are just in deep in sin. Because that's my baby. Oh, you don't know what they're going through. No, no, no. You, you don't have enough discernment of the word of seed time and harvest. And now you're sowing into bad soil. And you're not going to get a harvest. Your seed is now being destroyed. So don't this don't become a paymaster is is not an emotional giver. A paymaster has a direct aim and target in their giving. They just don't give emotionally because you're not going to get anything back, especially if you, you, you saw it in bad ground. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the ones who are doing the Father's will and the Father's biz, business, you don't give unto them. You give, you're giving unto those who are in sin and whatever you sow into, God is not marked. Whatsoever man sow, that's what's going to come back. So you sow it into rebellion and you wonder why you're rebellious. I'm never, why does rebellion coming on me now? Because you sowed into it. Whatever you sow into, that's what's going to come back. If you sow into sickness and disease, guess what? It's coming back to you. 
you need to learn how to have or how to get a Melchizedek giving. What the who? Melchizedek? Who? See that? See that pastor always talking some stuff like where he get this stuff from? Melchizedek giving. Melchizedek was the king of Salem, king of peace. Abraham gave unto Melchizedek. It is always good soil to give someone who is doing the father's business, who is on a higher level than you. To so sow into that. Years ago, when my wife and I went to feed our spiritual mentor, Dr. Hillier in Houston, this man has 30,000 members, five different locations. We saw him and his wife, brand new Bentley, white, beautiful car, man. Everything debt for debt free. And the Lord told us to give a seed unto him. Now, 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 if you look at this in the natural, you say, well, I'm gonna give him money to this. This man, this man is balling. He needs to give unto us. No, that's the way the natural, you'll start thinking. He needs to, we don't have no Bentley. At that time, we had, I don't know what car we had. We had some of the hoopty dude car there. We, you need to give unto, but the Lord told us to give unto this man of God. So we had our offerings and everything. And after he ministered to us, he gave me some powerful words of wisdom of ministry. And then after we done, me and my wife said, yeah, we want to sow a seed into your life, Dr. Hilliard. He received it and blessed it. And we came back to Kentucky. We got a Lexus. And we got a, nice, a brand new house. Now, that's the McKelsey deck giving. He was at a point in his life of walking and pleasing God where we want to get to. He had more than enough. We didn't have more than enough. But if you look at it in the natural, you see someone who is blessed and you start looking at, well, they should give to me because I don't have nothing. That's why you don't have nothing. Because the Melchizedek giving said, I'm going to give to the greater than to the lesser. I'm going to sow into the greater. It works in every area of your life. For you to, if you want to become a basketball player, you're not going to go around the neighborhood park and play basketball with those who barely can play for you to become better. You're going to go around the what? The best players. You're going to sow into them so that you can get to that point, become a better basketball player. That's the same they were given. If I want to reach a certain level of paymaster in the kingdom, I'm going to look at those who are doing the father's business, those who are blessed spiritually, higher than I am, and I'm going to sow into their life. I'm not going to look at, well, they need to give to me. But they got the money, you know, 
you know, he's 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 always up there talking about how God blessed him and how he got money and stuff. Why don't you know run? Why don't he run me a 20? I need a 20. No, no, no. You run me a 20. Because I got what you need. And to get what you need, and I got it, a seed will meet any need. See, y'all think they're making this up. Look, look, remember in the Old Testament when a woman and her son was in debt and Elijah came along, all right, and her stay was in debt and everything, and, and she went to the man of God, and look what the man said, they didn't have, they didn't, they didn't have enough food, whatever. And look what the man got. See now, now if you know, if, if I get up and say this now, you know, you ain't got no food in your house. You just got just a veil of it. And you say, I, I need a blessing for the Lord. Sister Rita, fix me what you got and give it to me. Give it to you. Me and my husband's starving. That's what the man of God, that's what Elijah told the woman. She said, Give me all that you have and give it to me. And once she did that, increase came because she had the Melchizedek giving. Is that Elijah had something that she didn't have? What did Elijah have? That she didn't have what no what did she discern that was on elijah she said oh man of god you're a man of god so if you're a man of god you're doing the father's business and i'm a soul into the man of god who's doing the father's business and i'm going to reap from the father because he's a man of God that's doing the father's business. See, some of y'all have sold in some preachers that don't even believe in God. Some of y'all have sold in some religious preachers. Don't, they don't believe in prosperity. They don't believe in healing. They, they barely believe in getting saved. Because you didn't discern it. Because let me tell you something. This is how God would... Every anointed man and woman of God that God knows, there's some preachers that don't even know God. That God knows, he keeps them hidden. You got to seek for him. He keeps it. See, this is how, that's, be not slothful. So you got to seek out those who knows God because the ones who really know God, God keeps them hidden. Why does God keep them hidden? Just to see how much you really want him. Oh, that was some good stuff. That was hot off the press. God, why, 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 why did God take us to it? He just want to, he want to say, how much do you really want me? Or are you lazy? And I just deal with Reverend Pharaoh, what he has to say. 
and all his doubt and unbelief, whatever. And then I wonder, wonder why, I wonder my, why my marriage ain't blessed. I wonder why my heat, my body ain't healed. I wonder why I ain't going to, because you, 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 you sowing, you listening to a man or a woman who don't even know God. Oh, Jesus. They, they just pop on the scene. They just there with their nice slick wearing suits and stuff and, and all that kind of stuff. God, true anointed are hidden. They are hidden. God keeps them hidden. And he only revealed them to you when you are hungry for him. Then that's when he will reveal them to you. Oh, glory. Mm. Acts chapter 6. That's not being lazy. That's not being lazy. Being a payment. You cannot be lazy. <laughs> Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. Familiar passive scripture. This is what we use for our leadership. In those days when the number of disciples multiply, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily menstruation. Then the 12 called the multitude of the, of the 12 unto them and said, it is not reason that we shall leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. So the widows were being neglected for whatever reason. That, that, is, that was the father's business. He didn't want the widows to be neglected. So they said, hey, we need to find seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this bit over the father's business verse four but we will give ourselves continue to prayer and to the ministry of the word when you are in this position of a paymaster remember a paymaster is a manager is a steward is a is a distributor when you are in this in this position as a paymaster, know how to delegate within the father's business. What do you mean by that? To delegate within the father's business, you must know the father's business. How are you going to delegate if you don't know how the business is ran? See, 
go back to uh, verse two. It says, then the 12, no, go, let's go to verse one. It says, in those days when the number, when the, when the number of disciples multiplied, so the, the disciples, this is after Jesus resurrected, the church is born, the disciples multiply. There was also a murmuring of the Grecians among the Hebrews because the widows. So the disciples were, was multiplied because the widows were neglecting the daily menstruation. Verse two, quickly. Then the 12 called the multitude of the 12. So the 12 called the multitude of the disciples. So the 12, the 12 disciples who understood and knew the father's business, they get ready to delegate. But before they could delegate, they have to know the father's business. Don't delegate if you don't know what you're delegating <laughs> or what they're supposed to do. There's nothing more asinine to have somebody to delegate. If I delegate Minister Holloway to do something and I don't know how to do it myself, that's ludicrous. If I delegate, now, I never study the word, never go before God, spend time with God, and I say, now I want you to go study the word and go before God and everything. So he may say to me, how do I do that? I don't know, just do it. That is an indicator. When someone's getting ready to delegate a position in the father's business and you ask them how to do it and they can't tell you, they don't know the father's business. So what you need to do, run. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, you need to run. Because how, how can I delegate someone to do something and I don't know how to do it myself. Because if they come to me and ask questions, how can I answer their questions and I don't know how to do it myself? How can I ask, answer his questions if I never studied the word myself? How can I answer? He said, Pastor, how do you how do you get the understanding of the Greek word? I don't know. Well, what about the, the Hebrew word? How do you, I don't know. Well, Pastor, how do you how, how, how do you hear? From God? I don't know. Have you ever read people who delegate certain things, and when you ask them, they say, I don't know. You know what you should have did? You should have ran. So in the kingdom of God, if in this position, know how to delegate within the father's business. To delegate within the father's business, you must know the father's business yourself. Because if they have any questions, the ones you have delegated to, if they have any questions, 
then you can answer the father's business question. Are you hearing me? So delegating, really, when you see individuals who are like that, they, when they delegate, they are just shucking responsibility. They, they, they just, they just, I'll just, I don't want to deal with it. So I'll let you deal with it. You take it. I'm just shucking responsibility. No, not, not as a paymaster in the kingdom of God. You, have, you can't be slothful. You got to be diligent. So before I can delegate someone to work in the father's business, I have to know the, not only I have to know the father's business, but I have to also have done the job or work the father's business. Because if I haven't done it, then I'm just shucking responsibility. I guess what I am. I am slothful. I'm lazy. I'm lazy. I'm just shucking responsibility. I don't want to deal with it because I have not taken the time to know the father's business. And like I said, some of y'all have been under preachers and pastors who have been, they are lazy. They don't know the. So when you ask them questions, have you ever had a, pre a preacher that you ask them questions and they can never, you know, the, the preachers just like politicians, they never can answer the question. So how are you going to delegate to me the father's business if you don't know the father's business? And you've been on ministers like that. You've been on the ministries like that. You've been on pastors. Preachers are, they don't know. You ask them. How do I get my healing? Well, you know, if it be thy will. What? If it be thy will. And then what is this, the, the saddest thing I ever seen since I've been in ministry when you've seen a pastor, preacher, didn't know how to lead somebody to the Lord. My God. How can you delegate in the Father's business when you don't know the Father's business? So in the kingdom of God, as a paymaster, you cannot be slothful. We have to be diligent to become a paymaster in the kingdom. Did y'all get anything out of this? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise you, Jesus. So, these ministers that are in this church, I'm going to teach them the father's business and they're going to learn the father's business. They're going to operate the father's business. They're going to know the father's business for themselves. So when they come to you and delegate, they're going to know the father's business. I'm not, I refuse 
they have a bunch of dumb word illiterate ministers or deacons is like, nah, nah, I ain't feeling that. Nah, uh-uh. So these ministers are gonna be trained to know the father's business. And you know what? Some of them are gonna get so deep in the father's business, they're gonna share some stuff with me in the father's business I didn't even know about. That's how you know that you are an effective teacher. Yeah. They're gonna start sharing some stuff. Pastor, did you know what the no, tell me what? So when they delegate, they're gonna know the father's business. They ain't gonna wing it. <laughs> so you can ask them questions, they like, oh, I don't know. None of these ministers will ever say, I don't know about something. If they don't know about something, they will tell you, I will find out. They're not gonna have, no, I don't know, 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 I don't know. Why you don't know, I don't know. You don't know. How long you been chasing? I don't know. <laughs> Just the, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's sad. You know, you got Christians been saved for 20, 30, 40 years in church, and you have some, uh, uh, you, you know, with salvation scripture, I don't know. Only thing they know is what somebody told them. And the thing that they told you was lies. Did y'all know that? Yeah, they told you So, you know, you tell them, uh, you tell them, hey, what would you learn in church today? Uh, about being a pagan? Pagan, that's a pagan. That ain't in the Bible. Isn't that something people who don't read the Bible can tell you what's not in the Bible? And why, and why do you listen to them? Why do you listen to those people who don't read the Bible, but they're going to tell you what's in the Bible? You know what you need to do? You need to run. They don't, they don't read the Bible and they're going to tell you, that ain't in the Bible. <laughs> Only listen to those who do my father's will. Don't listen to folks who, who, who don't know the father. Only listen to those who do the will of my father. Stand to your feet. Thanks for listening to Faith in the Word podcast. If the word of God has been a blessing to you today and you want to give unto the ministry, please feel free. Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church, 600 Bellwood Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40223. Or email Pastor Holloway directly at Cecil Holloway at yahoo.com with more options for electronic giving. Thanks for listening. Stay in faith and be blessed.